Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So today, can you believe it is November 1st already? This year has gone by so fast. I am like, wow, I'm already planning for Thanksgiving uh, Christmas, then I have some birthdays, like it's going by so quick. It just seemed like yesterday, um, yeah, it's quick. Like, wow, time is going time. Listen, time waits for nobody. This is why we got to get it together. Um, so I hope that it all is going well. It is midweek. Hopefully you have held on. And hopefully you can make it through the end of this week. Um, I don't know how I listen to because I'm an energy person. I listen to a lot of different messages and I honestly don't know how people do this on a regular basis. Like, I just don't know how they do it. It is tiring. It is exhausting and it can be overwhelming at times when you can feel energies. Right. So I said I would try to, you know, do my energy readings once a week and I reserve that day for Wednesdays. But every now and then, depending on, you know, the situation, I will do a reading and sometimes I will record them, but I don't necessarily post them because some of the message. I feel like they're, you know, sometimes it's me or it's a little personal or it's something that I don't want to really mention or talk about or put out in the air. But I do. I have so many podcasts that I just have not loaded um, or uploaded, should I say. But today, you know, if you listen to any of my messages lately, I've been sleeping really well. I, I haven't been having any weird or crazy dreams. I, I've had a few here and there, but nothing, you know, I, I'm putting those on the back burner. Let's see how those dreams play out. Um, if this is your first time listening, um, I do tap in. I do feel energies. I, I'm, I do feel all the clairs. And so every now and then I will do an energy reading. And I try to mix it up. So I will come in with some spiritual, some tarot, some oracles, some chakras, whatever it is that I'm feeling in the moment. Right. So today, like I said, I woke up feeling good. I I slept well. Well, I think I slept well. And I, I was going about my regular morning, doing my praise and worship. And in the midst of my praise and worship, um. All of a sudden, I just felt like my energy shift and I started picking up on an energy that was very anxiety filled, anxious, someone who is either nervous or tired or overwhelmed or maybe struggling with depression. Um, I just felt like this overwhelming sense of anxiety. Fear, anxiety and fear, right? And so I said, okay, let me go and pull my cards. And I left the cards here because in those moments, I want to tap in to that energy because energy shifts literally. So I said, let me pull my cards. And it's the way that I pull my cards, uh, it's different. It changes, right? Right. So I said, well, let me pull two. 
And I ended up pulling two chakra cards, three oracle cards, and I pulled one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven tarot cards. And that's a lot. So this is going to be a deep message. I let the cards fall however they fell. And here's the thing. I pulled my chakra cards and they're face down. I still have yet to turn them over. I pulled my, the oracle cards. Those cards are face down. I still have not turned them over. However, when I did my tarots, when I pulled them, my eyes was closed when I was shuffling and I split the deck. And somehow when I split the deck, these seven cards were the cards that fell out. So I said, you know something? I'm going to roll with it. But they all fell out upright. So my intention was to have the cards all face down and turn them over and read them. But the cards fell out upright. And I have a chakra stone. And this is the purple amethyst, which is for the crown chakra. So the crown chakra represents mental health, knowledge, spiritual enlightenment. Right? So, again, I just feel like whatever energy that I was feeling, the energy is filled with some sort of anxiety and fear. Maybe, again, with depression, being tired, being overwhelmed, being exhausted, something. Something is just on this energy. So now, the cards. Because the tarot cards fell out upright, I'm going to read the cards literally how they are. I have the tower card. Tower card represents endings. I have seven of pentacles. Seven of pentacles. On this card, it's literally a tree. So I don't know if this is a representation of some type of growth uh, prosperity, I have to do a little bit more indeed more. I have to read into this card a little bit more because I have to see how these cards are going to flow. Then I also have the 10 of pentacles. The 10 of pentacles talks about happiness, happiness, happy endings, a happy life, something, something, something with happiness. I also have The chariot in reverse. The chariot represents movement. So in reverse, it talks about not moving forward. Stagnation. Something is blocking forward movement. I don't know what's going to happen. I I don't know. I still have yet to turn over all these cards. I have a page of swords. I have the ace of swords. In reverse. 
and I have the Queen of Swords in reverse. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So this is seven. Okay. Let me turn over. Mm. So my chakra cards, the cards that I pull, it says self-discipline. Is representing the third chakra, which is the solar plexus. It reads, my self-discipline and willpower will significantly help me in my efforts to move forward and grow. I am free of the need for the approval of others. I face each challenger. I'm sorry. I face each challenge with determination and courage, and I am determined to live my life as live my life to its full potential. I am strong and capable. My actions speak louder than my words. Pay attention. Because I just told you that I pulled the chariot card. And the chariot card says in reverse. The chariot card, I pulled it in reverse. But this card is talking about having the self-discipline and the willpower to move forward. But then there's a tower here. So let's see. Let's see. Then it says, mm, oh my goodness. So the next card is the second chakra, the sacred chakra. I am a mentor, not a rescuer. I avoid continually sacrificing my own happiness for others by rescuing and enabling them. As doing this may hinder personal growth for both of us. I choose not to be a martyr. I am a mentor, not a rescuer. I do not assume that everyone wants my opinions and my solutions to their life's challenges. And if I am in doubt, I will ask them. I take responsibility for my own happiness. So I'm going to switch these cards because I like to align my cards from chakra. So the second chakra, sacral chakra, is talking about avoiding sacrificing your own happiness and i already told you that i pulled the ten of pentacles which represents happiness and then i have here the forward movement to grow there is an ending wow Okay. Let me look at these oracles. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So. Wow. Okay. So. I pulled bright heart light open connections. I have healing hearts, the power to give and receive healing. I also have twin flames, a soul partner or eternal connection. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 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 This is crazy. Bright light, heart, 
bright heart, light, opening connections. So this is a priestess who's literally standing here with her heart, her hand over her heart. And, you know, I've been on this, this journey now of speaking love and light. And literally her hand is over her heart and it's illuminated by a light. And what it is, is that, oh, geez. Okay. We have to understand that even though we connect with people on a soul level, an energy level, sometimes we have to learn not to rescue people. We can send them love and light. Even though we have this connection, this energy, it does not mean that these people, places, or things need to stay in your life. You have to release them. And this is why it says here, healing earth. Oh, I'm sorry, healing earth. The power to give and receive healing. Even though... And see, when there's swords here, the swords represents some type of betrayals. And see, I'm an earth sign. I'm Taurus. This is earth energy. This is earth energy. Okay. I kind of see where this is going. I don't know if I even want to do this reading. If I post this reading, um, it's going to be very specific. Um... It's going to be very specific. Okay. Let me... I will be back with a part two. Because I already see the cards. Everything is laid out before me. I already know where this is going. And again, this is very specific. And it may be personal. And I don't want to speak from an emotional standpoint. I want to speak from the heart. I want to speak from a space of love, light, positivity. Um, and this is interesting because I was just having a conversation with my daughter. And she was reading from Ephesians chapter 2. And it's talking about forgiveness. And if, I'll just say this. Um, it's not easy, forgiving. And just because you forgive someone, you can forgive someone, but that doesn't mean that you have to allow them back into your life. Some things can be healed on a physical level. Some things can be healed energetically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. 
but it takes a lot of hard work. And this is why it says here. You have to avoid continually sacrificing your own happiness for others by rescuing and enabling them, as doing this may hinder personal growth for both of us. So if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know that I was in a very toxic and unhealthy situation with a narcissist. And um, healing from that type of trauma and abuse is not easy. You have to have a lot of willpower and discipline to move forward in your life. You have to allow some things to end for growth and evolution to take place so that you can become happy, peace, joy, Love, you could experience the things that you need to experience because you do not experience those things when you are dealing with a narcissist. And that includes yourself and your children. So this is why I said this message is going to be a little personal and I'm going to come back and I'm going to break down the swords because that's where um, a lot of this is taking place. And I'm probably going to have to rearrange the cards so that way the cards will be in order for this reading to flow. So stick with me. Stay tuned. Part two coming shortly. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed. Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. So I'm actually going to do this podcast in three parts because um, in the midst of processing my read, I'm, I'm just getting this heavy download. I'm just getting this heavy message. So I'm just going to address it, right? But... I'm going to be mindful to keep this in a way where it is respectful because there are children involved. And I do try to keep my children in mind. They listen to my podcast. They have friends who listen to my podcast. But you also have to understand that I I try to keep my personal life. I share my stories I share things that I have been through to bring awareness, but I try to do it in a way where it's mindful and respectful to my children. So I'm going to try to speak in a way that it comes across this way. But at the same time, I also have to speak my truths. And sometimes when you speak the truth, uh, everybody can't handle it. All right. So here we go. So if you know anything about narcissism, and then I'm going to follow up this message with the breakdown of the cards. The holidays is usually, um, the holidays is a very sensitive time 
uh, especially with narcissists. Narcissists will try to to reach out to you uh, during the holidays uh, if you are in a no contact situation. And um, narcissists, believe it or not, even though they know that you are aware of who and what they are, because of the delusions and the illusions and the way that they think and their manipulative ways, they don't really respect or understand boundaries. So when you're dealing with a narcissist, you literally have to have some clear and firm boundaries. It may come off as mean. It may come off as cold in their minds. But you have to be that way. Because deep down, they are mean. They are cold. And unfortunately, they don't have good intentions. So it keeps you in a space of defensiveness when you're dealing with them because you know who and what they are and you know what they're capable of. And that's the sad truth. Uh, A lot of narcissists don't go to therapy and they won't get help. So they would come in and play nice and try to play the sympathy card, try to play the victim. They'll do all of these things. And as soon as you allow them in, here they go with the, the, the foolery. You understand what I'm saying? So I will say this. Recently, uh, two situations occurred. Nothing crazy, but two situations occurred. Uh, The narcissist female that was living with me, she recently reached out to me. And initially, as she already expected that once I heard her voice, she knew that I was going to hang up the phone because I'm just not in that energy. I'm not in that space. Listen, my life is peaceful and I don't have time. I will hang up the phone. I will cut you off. I don't even want to talk about it. There's nothing to talk about, right? So I did. I gave her the opportunity to speak her piece and say whatever it is that she needed to say. And I wish her all the best. I really do. I wish that she goes and gets the help that she needs. I hope and I pray that she uh, gets it together. Uh, you know, I, I really do, from the bottom of my heart, wish her all the best. I just don't want to have anything to do with her. And in conversation, and it's not about holding a grudge. It's not about hating her. that's not who I am. That's just not my personality. I just don't like the things that transpired. I don't want to be in that kind of toxic and unhealthy energy, constantly looking over my shoulder, constantly trying to worry about if you're lying, if you're playing games, you know, because it's all about a mind game with them. I just don't have that kind of energy to go back and forth with that type of toxicity. And so in conversation, you know, she had mentioned that she felt bad. You know, she was looking at pictures. She was reminiscing about the good times and, you know, just being all. So I don't know if she does have access. I know she does have access to my podcast. And I she did mention that she does, um, you know, all of the things that I was saying to her is making sense. I, I I don't really know. You don't know what to believe of the narcissist. They'll tell you anything to try to smooth you over, right? It is what it is. But I can honestly say, and I hope, like I said, I hope and I pray that she does get it together, you know, because this life is hard. 
but you can't go around treating people bad, hurting people, lying on people, stealing from people, manipulating people, playing mind games, being uh, secretive, uh, you know, doing all of the crazy shit that narcissists do and expect people to still keep you around or want to be around you. When every chance that they have given you, you have used every opportunity to snake them. You can't live a prosperous life. You will never live a happy life living this way. Always in the dark. And you keep making the same mistakes over and over. That's a level of insanity. So when I speak this way, I speak this way with passion and love and compassion. And I understand that because of the personality disorder, I completely get it and I understand it. But I don't want it in my energy. And just because you have been through what you have been through, just because you have experienced what you have experienced, that is not an excuse to hold on to that type of behavior those patterns, that toxicity, that hurt, that pain, that whatever it is, it's no excuse to inflict that on other people because your life turned out the way it did. And I'm going to go into, I'm going to pull my Bible and I'm going to go back to the scripture that my daughter was referring to in Ephesians about forgiveness. And I'll talk about that in the next read after this. So if she is listening to this podcast, I, all I can say to you is I honestly wish you the best of luck. If you are experiencing any of those issues that I was mentioning, anxiety, fear, depression, feeling overwhelmed, feeling tired, exhausted, understand something. In the past, whatever happened to you, you didn't have any control over. I get it. But now you are in a position where you have to now make better choices and decisions for yourself. You have to now give yourself those things, that self-love. You have to have the discipline. You have to have the faith, the strength, and the courage to now make better choices and decisions over your life. You are in full control. You can't cry about the storms that you created in your life. Okay? You can't cry about the things that you created in your life and now you want to play the victim. And you now want to make it seem like, well, it's supposed to be excusable or justify why you're doing the things that you're doing. I, have not, I don't want to be in contact with this young lady, but again, I wish her the best of luck. Because the way the world works and the way the universe works, karma, karma will always return. And you can't go around treating people in this manner, expecting your life to turn out for the better. Right? Okay. Next, let's move on. So, her brother is also a narcissist. He is the children, the, the father to two of my children. My middle daughter, my oldest daughter is not his. So my middle daughter refuses 
And when I mean refuses, she refuses to have any dealings with him. And I understand why. And because of the situation, I respect her boundaries. And I have to allow her to come to that time and space when she's ready. Boundaries. And one thing I will never do is force my kids to do anything that they are not ready for or uncomfortable with. Boundaries. So my middle daughter has nothing, wants absolutely nothing to do with him. Okay. I have my last daughter. Now she's 11. Uh, if I correspond with this man, it's literally through email. I, you know, I really don't have a reason to speak to him other than her, right? So recently he has been in contact with her. Uh, I allow him to call her, FaceTime her, you know, things like that, whatever, text her. She's old enough. Uh, I don't want to interfere in her or him still being in her life. However, boundaries. And if you understand about thing about narcissists, narcissists don't respect boundaries. They don't. And I had to be firm on these boundaries because he overstepped those boundaries previously in numerous ways. So now time has passed i said okay let's try to open up the door to minimal communication and so i allow that to happen with my daughter's permission i did ask her if it was okay to give him her number so they can correspond she said yes so lately so as of recently uh, there was a situation that came up that he wanted to spend the day with her. And my daughter, she was like, okay. But I noticed that it was making her a little unsettled. And I kept asking her, like, okay, you know, like, what like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go? Do you want to go to the movies? Like, you know, like, what... You know, this is what he has in mind. Like, I was talking to her, and she was kind of um, avoiding the conversation. So then she finally tells me, Mom, I really don't want to go. And I said, well, you know, you're old enough. You need to communicate that with him. And when I tell you, she froze. She froze. She literally froze. And I'm like, okay, now I have to intervene. Now I have to step in. Because I saw how the trauma started to consume her. And she was dealing with emotions that she really wasn't ready to deal with. So I said, okay. So I have to put my big girl panties on and now we have to have a conversation. So we did. We had a brief conversation and I explained to him that she was not ready to go with him personally, like by herself. And she cried. She cried. She cried. She cried. She cried herself till she fell asleep. I literally had to just sit there and talk with her and console her until she fell asleep. 
And I had to send him an email because in his conversation, again, he was referencing holding grudges. And see, narcissists think that you are holding a grudge when you are trying to set a clear and firm boundary. And I had to explain to him, it's not about holding a grudge. We moved on. Our life is peaceful. We're happy. We're flourishing. The kids are okay. They don't want or need for anything. They are good. They are in a good space. However, there cannot be any forward movement. There cannot be healing until until people are ready to speak truth and be honest and be accountable for the things that they have done and said. You just can't, a person just can't wake up and say, oh, well, that's the past and I'm not the same person. But that does not mean that the feelings and the emotions associated of what, from what happened in the past, just supposed to be null and void. It's supposed to go away. It doesn't exist anymore. You have to address it. This is why you have to go to the root of the problem. You have to heal. You have to do the work. Healing takes forever. You will be healing for the rest of your life. We are grown adults, and I'm quite sure a lot of grown adults are still holding on to things that they didn't even realize they was holding on to from their childhood. So you can't possibly tell me that at for the past two some odd years that, oh, you're, you're in a much better place. And I'm not going to tell his story because that's his story to tell. But he has a lot going on with him internally internally and those things cannot be fixed overnight and this is why you need to have some clear and firm boundaries when you're dealing with narcissistic people and as a mother it is my job and it is my responsibility to protect my children at all costs even if it's from their father by respecting their boundaries, I'm not going to force my kids to do anything that they don't want to do or they don't feel comfortable with. Because this man has yet to hold himself accountable for the things that he said and he has done to them over the years. So, you know, narcissists, they're very delusional. They, they live in their own little fantasy world. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a really harsh thing to deal with. Most adults can't uh, deal with it, so you can't deal with it. So you can't even begin to expect a child to understand and deal with it and process those deep emotions. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Go heal. Go to therapy. Go do the work. Go to go to rehab. Work on your addictions. Go live your true your go go live your your happy true life. Whatever it is. Whatever it is that's going to set you free from that demonic hold that's over you. Go and do that. So, I don't know if he listens to my podcast. But if he does, and if this message gets to him, the same thing that I had referred to his sister, I wish you nothing but the best. 
I wish that you surround yourself with people who are going to help you grow, evolve, become a better person, a better man, whatever it is that you need. I hope that God brings it to you. He gives it to you on a silver platter. I hope he provides it all for you. However, however, you and I both know that you have done some things and you have said some things that you need to account for. It's not for me to judge. You have to account and take those things up with him. And I sent him some, some Bible scriptures to read. Because in conversation, he says, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm working on my forgiveness. I'm working on my, my spirit. You know, I'm praying more. Okay. I, I hope that God gives you the peace, the clarity, the understanding, the wisdom, the knowledge, all of those things. I hope God gives it to you. I hope he helps you out of your darkness. But I just say this to you. If you are not coming or trying to be healed, please stay away. Stay away. You have done enough damage. And it's something about the holidays that triggers narcissists. Because now all of a sudden they miss their families. Now all of a sudden they want to be around their family or their children or whatever it is that they concoct in their mind. But if you loved your family so much, if you love your children so much, you would not have done them the way you have done them. I'm excluding myself because again, in your words, you said that you were not obligated to me. You are not obligated to do anything for me and you are absolutely right. So I'm excluding myself. But at the same time, your children did not deserve to be treated the way they were treated. So if you are going through anxiety, fear, shame, hurt, pain, whatever it is that you are experiencing in this moment, I ask God to help you, to ease your mind, to help you sleep at night. Because I know, I know all too well about the nightmares you used to have. And I'm quite sure you still have those nightmares. You see, so this is me you talking to. This is me. I just ask God to give you the strength to endure. But again, you can't continue to cry wolf and play the victim in the storms of your life that you created. Please go and get help. Go get the necessary help that you need. And when you feel that you are healthy or you get to a healthy place in your, your journey, feel free to reach out to your children. And maybe you can start working on building a, a better relationship with them. But, the, but I just want to say the fear that my daughter, that just the way that I saw her just shut down in that moment. 
Because she knows the rage. She knows the anger. She knows how you can be a little manipulative with your words. No child should have to experience that. You know all too well the pain associated with the hurt from parents. Why would you want to inflict that onto your children? And I'm going to leave it at that. Please be back with part two of this reading. Stay blessed. Part three, I'm sorry. Stay blessed. Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, I'm a little annoyed because I was literally done with my reading. And I said a mouthful because it's a whole lot. And somehow a call came through and my recording, I don't know what happened to it, but I'm pissed. So I'm trying to regroup, get my little energy back because I have to move on. So. I'm I'm I don't even know if I want to do this reading, but my God, uh, just over it. Okay. So let me just quickly go back over my cards. So I pulled the Tower card, the Chariot in reverse, the Ace of Swords in reverse, the Page of Swords, and the Queen of Swords in reverse. I also have the Seven of Pentacles and the Ten of Pentacles. I have the Chakra cards, uh, the Second Chakra and the Third Chakra. I also have the Healing Heart, Oracle, Bright Heart, Light Oracle, and Twin Flame card. So... Let me go back into the tarot. And I probably won't even go in depth like how I was in my previous message. Because like I said, it was a lot. Here I go. So the tower card. The tower card represents endings. It talks about destruction, collapse, sudden changes. It talks about crisis. It talks about a perceived uh Disaster, but it also talks about purification. So, anytime you see a tarot card in a reading, it is an ending. That ending is painful, it's hard, it's very chaotic, but it's necessary. It is necessary and it is inevitable that this, whatever that is, that tower takes place. So that way, the necessary change can happen, right? And sometimes we try to avoid these tower moments and we're in denial. We are running from the truth. We're running from whatever it is. 
But the tower is that stagnant energy. Things, people, places, and people, places, and things, ideas, ways, whatever it is, those things that are no longer productive have to fall. They have to come down. And this card, I'm going to be honest, this card is most likely the energy that I'm feeling from uh, my children's father, who is the narcissist, or you know, that I was with for so long. And I was with this person for far too long. Delaying those tower moments when this should have ended a long time ago, but everything happens for a reason. And at this point, this that la- this not not this, but that last ending, it was it had to end. It was it was inevitable. It had to end. That destruction, that delusion, that wall, that fantasy, whatever it is, it had to end. Right, and. Maybe he's still in that energy. I I don't know what energy he's in. Honestly speaking, I don't know what is going on in his personal life. I don't know what he's going through. And to be honest with you, it's not my business. I don't mean that in a harsh way. I don't mean it in a cruel way. I wish him all the best. I hope that he's getting himself together. I hope that he has surrounded himself with people who can help him. But for me, personally, not my problem. And I mean that. And so... He may be going through something in his life because, again, this morning I literally felt that anxiety. I felt the fear. I felt the overwhelming uh, rush of emotions and feelings and things like that. And I literally cried. I'm an empath. I feel energies. And, you know, I've been feeling good. I've been sleeping good, feeling good, waking up in a good mood, doing my praise and my worship. And here I go, you know, in the middle of my praise and worship, I just felt this negative energy. Maybe I needed, and I did, I did pray for him. Because like I said, I'm going to continue to be the light. Even though he chooses or chose to walk in the darkness, that's him. That's his story to tell. You know, that that's his transformation, healing moment, whatever he needs to do for himself, right? So the tower, uh, nobody ever wants to really go through these tower moments but that's life and you see if you know anything or understand anything about narcissists narcissists are always going through some type of tower moment because narcissists really don't heal they don't really do a lot of self-reflection or introspection they just move on from people to people to people to people and i'll get i'll break that down further when i get into the other cards because this reading does talk about that and they literally move on from people to people and just wherever they go they cause tower moments they cause destruction everywhere they go it is nothing but chaos confusion and dysfunction because of their nature because of who they are right it's sad and it's unfortunate they live very sad lives and this is why you know once you heal from them you have to pray for them because that life i don't i don't know how they keep up but the next card is the chariot card. The chariot card talks about distractions. It talks about being narrow-minded. It talks about the lack of control, fixation, the lack of confidence, feeling overwhelmed. Um, and see, understand, these tower moments, narcissists are always going through something, believe it or not. And sometimes these tower moments are not 
tower moments that can be seen on the outside. It's internal. They are constantly at war with themselves. It's an internal battle, right? And they always want to give the illusion because of the delusions that everything is fine, their life is good, everything is going good. But they internally are battling with so much. And this is where the fear, the anxiety, the depression, the restlessness, the sleepless nights and things like that. Because, again, they lie somewhere, they cheat, they manipulate, they live a very, I don't know how they keep up. I, I, I really don't. It's exhausting. It's exhausting just thinking about it. And because they live this life this, this way, they are constantly distracted because of their narrow mindedness. They only see things from one way, from their perspective, from that egocentric perspective. And here's the thing. They like control. But they have no control. They lack self-control. But they have a fixation on control. This is why they do the things that they do. <coughs> Excuse me. And this is why they like to control people, the narrative, their environments. They do all of these manipulative things to try to control people. But they lack control and discipline and that's the card that's the card that I pull from the chakra it says my self-discipline and willpower will significantly help me in my efforts to move forward and grow and the chariot the chariot is a stagnant energy you can't move forward you can't grow because narcissists because they're always in a constant state of turmoil Right. And they're always going through something. They get distracted and they become overwhelmed with all the opposing things, opposing forces that takes control over them and takes control over their life, a.k.a. addictions. So they will allow drugs and alcohol and their sex addictions and porn addictions and the need for multiple sources of supply and validation and attention and all these things that they use to cope. They all use all these distractions to cope. And they go from place to place causing these tower moments because they're very delusional. So this is that anxiety, that fear. You know, when you have a good heart, right? And I was just wondering, if you know that you're not out maliciously and intentionally out hurting and manipulating people and trying to control people and, you know, do all these things that narcissistic, narcissistic people do, right? You go to sleep better. You go to sleep at night and you have a clean heart, right? You go to bed with a clean heart. You wake up, you feel refreshed. You're ready to take on the day. But narcissists don't sleep. They're very restless, they literally have nightmares because of all the lies, because of all the things that they do, how they treat people, all the secretive and manipulative things that they, like I said, I don't know. That must be heavy. I don't know how they live this way. And 
when you live a life that way, you have no choice but to be anxiety filled, fear filled, because you don't know who's after you. They, they, they're very paranoid. You, you don't know uh, what lies are going to be you know, brought up or what lies you have to tell today or what, what you have to cover up today and what you have to hide. They live this life behind a mask all the time. Again, I don't understand it. I don't know how they live this way. And this is why they suffer from mental health issues. Because at this point, they mentally drive themselves insane. Because doing the same thing over and over and over to different people, expecting that this won't return back to you is a level of insanity. They don't believe that karma will hit them. And what they would do is when they are going through these tower moments because of their delusions, they would turn it around and play the victim and feel, tell everybody that, oh, so-and-so did this to me. So-and-so said, you know, and make it seem like it's not, like, like they had no, no wrongdoing. If they, they like, they didn't create these storms in their lives, as if they didn't create all these tower moments, if they didn't create the situations that they're dealing with, they create all these situations and scenarios. And then they also create these situations and scenarios in their minds on why they are the victim. Tower moments. Stagnation. They can't move forward. They're stuck. And if you understand anything about narcissism, narcissism because a lot of them were hurt in their childhood understand we were all hurt we all have childhood issues and you know we all went through things but that's no excuse right I'm a grown adult and I remember situations and things that transpired in my childhood but I forgave I didn't allow those things to make me cold and bitter and angry and nasty and mean right but Narcissists, this is what happened. Narcissists are not born a narcissist. They are created to be narcissists. It's a difference, right? So move on to the Ace of Swords. The Ace of Swords talks about confusion, hostility, conflict, obstacles, miscommunication, miscommunication and judgment. Your judgment being cloudy. And think about it. Narcissists, like I said, they're always in a constant state of turmoil with these tower moments that are going on in their life. And if they are trying to avoid these tower moments and trying to cover everything up with their addictions, of course, it does. It makes sense why they're always in conflict, why they're always why there's always confusion and hostility, why there's always obstacles why there's always miscommunication, why their judgment is clouded. Because they don't have any peace. They don't have any clarity. They don't have any understanding because they're constantly trying to fill themselves up with, trying to fill that void up with things, addictions. And so, again, this morning, I said, okay, I, I felt a sense of fear. That's the only, the two words that stuck out to me was anxiety and fear. Overwhelming, being tired, 
being exhausted. And I was like, wow, okay. And then I did these cards and I'm like, wow, okay, this, this is just going to go with it. Right. And so the swords in tarot represents usually some type of betrayal, some type of hurt. And the ace of swords represents brutality, not speaking truths. You're searching for answers, but you can't really search for answers if you're confused, if you're hostile, if you're constantly in if you're constantly in conflict, if you have so many obstacles in your way, and it's nothing but miscommunication. How can you seek answers to the solutions and the problems to the storms that you are creating in your life? The tower moments, if you are constantly avoiding and masking through addictions. You see how these cards are tying into together? I'm telling you, my cards don't lie. This is just is mind-blowing. So, the Ace of Swords talks about the lack of communication. And even though he may be going through this... Um, he may be trying to figure out how to way, uh, figure out a way how to resolve this conflict without creating more conflict. I don't know. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because if you understand anything with a narcissist, narcissists thrive off of chaos, confusion, and dysfunction. They thrive off of conflict. They are some conflicted people. But that's an internal thing. And it's not until you gain peace clarity and wisdom patience forgiveness love that's when the answers will come but when if you're filled with confusion and hostility and anger and you're just in that state you're never going to get the answers it's not going to come to you because your judgment is clouded right the next card is the page of pentacles so let me just go back and say this about the Ace of Swords before I move on really quick. So the Ace of Swords talks about clearing the air and speaking truths. What needs to be spoken? What is unspoken? You know, sometimes you do have to move on and find peace and make closure and, you know, say certain things, just, you know, it is what it is. But sometimes in order to make peace with things, you need to speak the truth. The truth shall set you free. Right? Walk in your truths. Walk in your truth. You ever see somebody who's authentically themselves? Don't they seem happy? Don't they seem free? They could care less what anybody say about them, what people think, what people do. Narcissists are very fragile. They're egos. They're very sensitive. And every little thing you say to them, they feel slighted. They get angry. They get defensive. They get passive aggressive. They just very toxic. Right? And how can you approach someone when they're always in this kind of energy? How can you speak truths? With honesty and fairness without causing more conflict if someone is always in this type of energy. 
That's why healing is important. That's why healing is necessary. The Page of Swords. The Page of Swords talks about somebody who's curious, who's witty, who's who's a quick thinker, chatty. Someone who's alert and energetic, but they have a lot of nervous energy. It talks about communication. But the way this person communicates, they communicate in like circles and tangents. And if you know anything about narcissists, narcissists, because they lie so much, because they're always in this space of defensiveness, they always have to be on alert. This is why like they're never, you have, narcissists are never settled. They're always on alert. They're always, you know, feeling like somebody's talking about them or somebody's looking at them. They're very nervous and they have this paranoia thing with them, right? And when they start to talk, if you listen to them, they start talking in circles. They'll start talking about A, B, D, F, A, and and you're like, wait a minute, what? And you try to have a conversation with them, but nothing makes sense. They're talking in circles because they're avoiding the truth. And that's to leave you in a space of more confusion. That's the trickery. That's the mindset of a narcissist. And sometimes in those moments, narcissists, they'll say whatever they, they'll just say whatever. They don't care how reckless they are with their mouths, their words. They, they will say, I tell you, they'll say the most cruelest and cutthroat things ever. Just to avoid from being honest and speaking truths. They would rather hurt you than to speak the truth. And that brings me into the Queen of Swords. The Queen of Swords in reverse talks about a person who's very critical, bitter, who holds grudges, who's cruel, who's cold. And if you understand narcissism again, you understand that narcissists, because of their severe hurt and pain and shame and trauma, they were hurt as a child, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, essayed, uh, beaten, neglected, abandoned, whatever it is, right? The pain that they felt, they now, in turn, grow up to become adults, and they inflict that same pain on everyone around them. They project and unleash all of that onto everyone. Narcissists can't self-reflect. So because they have built up this wall because they have built up all it's a defense mechanism to trauma right so because they built up this wall and they built up this defense mechanism they literally have the mindset that I'm going to hurt everyone before anyone can hurt me and no one is spared not you not their children not nobody nobody is spared they will hurt anyone that's the mindset of a narcissist. I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. I'm going to inflict the most pain on you in the worst way, in the most subtle way, in the most cruel way, in the most manipulative way. I'm going to be cold and calculating 
narcissists don't operate from a space of love. They're, they, they have that void. They're devoid of love, empathy, and compassion. And the queen of swords in reverse represents just that. The negativity that they direct towards you is actually what they feel about themselves. They feel empty. And this is why they are excessively critical. They're never satisfied. Narcissists are never satisfied. It doesn't matter how much you give, how much you do. It's never enough. And this is why they need an endless amount of supply. It's never enough. They are draining and they are toxic. And like I said, they cause the same suffering that they are experiencing. They want you to feel that pain. And they get off on inflicting that pain onto you. But what narcissists don't realize is that they're blocking their blessings. They're blocking their blessings with that stagnant energy. And it literally makes them sick and weak. Narcissists are very weak. They're cowards. They are fragile. Their egos are fragile. But they build up this wall and they want you to think like they're strong. They want you to think like they have it together. They want you to think like they don't need you. Oh, but they need you. Narcissists are so codependent on you and your energy. They need you like they need air to breathe. And that is the truth. They block themselves from the blessings because what happens what happens when the heart goes cold? You have to understand without love, without healthy relationships, without compassion, without friendships, what do you really have? You can have all the money in the world. You can have a big house. You can have all the cars. And just be empty inside. I said that I'm, I feel just empty inside. Do you see some people who have it all, you look at them and they just look miserable? Because they think if they fill themselves up with or surround themselves with worldly things, like it'll make them happy. They built up this wall and they said, oh, I'm not going to let anybody steal from me. I was poor and I'm going to be rich and I'm going to have it all. And guess what? They have it all, but they're so cold and nasty and cruel and mean that nobody wants to be around them. Narcissistic people are tyrants. Nobody wants to be around them for too long. So now you have this big house, this car, you have all these things and no one to share it with. No children, no one to, you know, no laughter, no genuine love, no real love. What is being in this stagnant type of energy costing you? What does it cost? Uh, some people are will, narcissists. I'm telling you, they will, they will throw away their whole entire family. Trust me, I was there. They would leave and abandon their whole family to run off and chase an illusion, to chase a delusion, things that don't exist, thinking that they're going to have this happiness and this fulfillment. The craziest thing. 
And this is probably why I was feeling that this morning, that anxiety, that, that, that fear, that overwhelming sensation. Because, you know, it's the holidays. And if you know anything about the holidays, it triggers something in narcissists. It does. With the Queen of Swords, it's as if, you know, like, it's about their perception. Because of the trauma, they have a warped perception. They see everyone as bad. They see everybody as a threat. They see everyone and everything as trouble, a problematic person, or, you know, like somebody's always going to break their heart. They see everything as a threat. This is why they get so guarded and defensive and get argumentative. They get, I mean, it's, listen, I don't don't even want to get into that. You have to understand that you can't let the old wounds consume and stop you from living a happy life, from trusting again. When you are malicious and you intentionally hurt people, it creates cycles of negative actions and feelings and patterns That's that karma. You can't walk around hurting people and trying to damage people and expecting it not to come back to you. That's the way the universe works. And because of the delusions in a narcissist's mind, because they always are the victim, whenever they face their karma, whenever, because they're always going through these tower moments, I told you. Because they always got some shit going on. They will they will convince themselves that it's not them, that it's the other person, the other thing, somebody. Did. I'm telling you, the narcissist that I went this me And, you know, before I became aware, you know, I was sitting, listen to him. And he, it would always be somebody else's fault. It was some supervisor's fault. It was the manager's fault. It was this person's fault. This person don't like him at the job. It's this. It's that. It's, all, it's always somebody else. They would move him to the day shift, the night shift, the weekend shift. They would move him to the overnight shift. They would move him to a different facility. And everywhere he went, it was a problem. Every day, a problem. And I'm saying to myself, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, at some point, you don't think that you're the problem? They create the delusion in their mind that it's everybody else. Somebody is always out to get them. Somebody is jealous of them. Somebody don't like them. It's always something. They create so many scenarios in their minds. But they don't realize how they just rub people the wrong way. They do. It is the it is. It's horrible being around a narcissist. They are fucking tyrants. I'm sorry. They are tyrants. They are literally children stuck in a grown person's body. It is crazy to experience a narcissist, especially when they have had some type of narcissistic injury. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about revenge? You want to talk about them being spiteful and vindictive? And cruel and cold and calculating. That's a narcissist. 
the next card, it talks about the seven of pentacles. The seven of pentacles talking about the hard work, the harvest, long-term rewards with slow results and understanding that you have to have patience. In this card, I tell you, this card is a beautiful card. It talks about, it's, it's seven pentacles here and it's a tree. The tree is full of leaves. It's, it's an abundant tree, you could tell. The card is green, obviously. And um, you have to plant the seeds. You have to take time to plant the seeds and just be patient. And I'm believing that this is now my energy. Because I moved out of that negative energy. And now I'm moving on to greener pastures, which is interesting because I'm looking at these cards. So I have the seven of pentacles, the ten of pentacles, and the oracle cards. It's literally earth energy. It's talking about healing, healing earth. And it's literally green. The card is green, vegetation. Bright heart light. She's also... In a space, she's like in the woods. That's earth energy. And then there's twin flames. So I'm going to get into those cards in a minute. But let me finish up these uh, tarot. So yeah, so the uh, seven of pentacles talks about the harvest, planting the seeds. And sometimes you have to do that. When God gives you an assignment, right? I knew from very early, God gave me an assignment. And once God gave me my assignment... Given my instructions, I knew what to do. And that's why if you go back to the card, it says, I'm a mentor, not a rescuer. I avoid continuously, continually sacrificing my own happiness for others by rescuing and enabling them. And, and enabling them. As doing this may hinder both personal growth for both of us. So I plant the seeds. I'm not saying that I want to be friends with this man. I'm not saying that I really want to have a a, a a parental relationship with him? I don't. Uh, I, I'm fine with co-parenting from a distance through email and through minimal contact. And I want to keep it that way. Because my peace is everything. My peace is priceless. I planted the seeds. I did my job. I, I Not even my job. I, I, I sacrificed enough of my time, my energy, my life uh, dealing with this person. And, you know, now it's time for me to move on and personally grow. And thank God I've been able to do that. And I'm moving on to greener pastures. My life is peaceful. By the grace of God. You understand what I'm saying? My life is peaceful. I love it here. And so that's what this seven of pentacles talks about. And the ten of pentacles talks about family values. Honoring. What legacy are you leaving? Are you leaving a legacy of love? Are you leaving a legacy of hate, pain, chaos? So, like, what are you doing? You know, this card talks about... Leaving an impression. It talks about. It talks about. Seeking guidance. Seeking guidance on. How to. Grow mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, connections. Building connections. And working on relationships. And also it talks about forgiving. It, it really does. It talks about forgiving. And I know I did, maybe I'll do another podcast later on and I'll break that down. But I had a conversation with my daughter earlier and she was, you know, she called me. She said, you know, telling me about her daily message. And she was reading from Ephesians 2. I don't have my Bible next to me. Um, 
where's my you know what let me pull up my other phone let me let me let me see if I could um pull up Ephesians 2 real quick who the hell is this Oh, this is why I keep my phone on, do not disturb, because I get all kind of weird, crazy messages. I'm over it. I don't know who that is, and I'm not answering. Okay, Ephesians... Okay, so she said, she did read this one to me. She says, um, this one is Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of your work, so that no one may boast. So basically, understand something. God gives us grace, but it's because the faith that you have in him, the faith that you have in him, he gifts you grace. And when God gifts you something, no one can say they gave it to you and no one can take it from you. Do you see how that works? It doesn't matter. As long as you trust in God and you have faith in God, whatever God gifts you, whether it's his grace, his love, his mercy, his whatever it is, no one can take that from you. Nobody can brag and boast and be like, oh, yeah, I did this and I did that and I get uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Nobody can take credit for the gifts that God gives you. So. I just had to add that in there. But let me finish these cards. So now that I've done these cards, let me get into the Oracle cards really quick. And I'll be done with this reading. And I will be done with this reading. So let's go with... Okay, so let me let me break down the Twin Flames card. I'm going to break down the Twin Flames card and then I'm going to talk about the Bright Heart Light and Healing Earth. Okay? Okay. Let's go. Let's go. So, Twin Flames. So, it's talking about a soul partner. And the radiant connection shown on this card reveals a potentially life-changing message for you. The appearance of a Twin Flame flame is on the horizon. And it's a directive of your karmic destiny that you reunite. So, so let me say, some twin flames, uh, if you understand twin flames, uh, those are relationships that you have with people that you build on a soul level. And this is why sometimes you feel them energetic, energetically. And that's possible. You know, if you ever sit down and, you know, you're fine and all of a sudden you think about somebody and you look at your phone and you see a text from them, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I was just thinking about you. 
energetically you may have transmitted or they may have transmitted to you it happens it has it has it happens to me several times that i'll think about somebody and all of a sudden i'm like oh my gosh i was just thinking about you and then they call you or text you or whatever it is it happens you know we and energy is energy is powerful it's a powerful powerful thing don't underestimate energy so many people consider twin flames to be romantic connections soulmates called back together from previous lives this could indeed be the cause for you and this card may be an announcing the homecoming of an abiding love but there are many types of soul partners that can take the form of a form of a loving parent and child business partners etc so this narcissist is, I, I don't call him a, a twin flame. I consider him a karmic partner um, because it was bad, really bad. And um, I don't wish that on anybody. But maybe, you know what, I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to hold off on, on, on that part. I'm going to read the other two and then I'll answer that last part regarding the twin flame. Okay. And it says, so don't be distracted by the similar appearance of the souls pictured here. Uh, this message is about to be perfectly matching resonance that vibrates with mutual recognition and higher purpose. The tiger that stands between these twin flames represent great passion. This may manifest in a physical relationship or represent a project that is compelling to you be encouraged for the brilliant beam of light is pure spirit and you are being blessed and guided to divine consciousness so get ready for a profound relationship one of twin devotion to each other to a higher cause okay so uh like i said i'm going to answer that question when i finish this next two cards so the next card is bright heart like open connections uh, this peaceful yet powerful princess of the heart comes to bring an abounded hope of meaningful connections. She's engaging. She's emerging from the forest where lush green vegetation. What did I say? Didn't I say that? I said these cards are green. Grows all around her. Like the woman pictured here, a brilliant radiance is sourced at your own heart center with rays reaching out to the world. Even if you try to contain it, your soul light is energetically vibrant and always longing to connect. And that is true. I am a person of love. I'm a person of love and light. And I'm always longing to connect. Uh, I always say this. I have no problems with having conversations as long as the conversations are going to be truthful, honest, respectful, and um, we could agree to disagree and keep it moving. And that's why I said some people feel like they need to reconnect with their twin flames or however you want to term it. But sometimes it's not meant to be. And it is what it is. And that's where those tower moments come in. You realize uh, that you grow, you evolve, you become who you need to become. And sometimes you don't grow at the same space time. Uh, for whatever reason. And if you don't grow together, you grow apart. And in this case, uh, yeah, apart it is. I'll just leave it at that. Right? So um, this marks a time for opening up for you. 
You may have been feeling disconnected or isolated lately by your own choosing or due to circumstances out of your control. So, okay, let me finish reading this. Either way, you're getting ready to come out of the trees and forge the profound soul-to-soul -soul connections that enrich your life and bring you into alignment with the universal fields of unlimited abundance. Okay, this is a powerful card of manifestation. When you open your heart to receive from and give to others, the universe itself sends kind they send kindred souls willing to share their heart light assistance and solutions with you. So this takes me back to um to the Ace of Swords, where bright hard light sometimes you got to plant the seeds, right? And it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. If and when that time comes to have those meaningful conversations, you could pray on it. You could manifest on it. You know, everything happens in God's timing. Everything happens in the universe. I won't say that I'm closed off to having a... How should I say it? I, I'm not closed off to allowing any of these people who I cut off in my life. Just know if I allow any of these people who I cut off from my life, in my life in any way, it will be some strict, clear and firm boundaries. Like they will never get the same version of me that they had before. And that's the truth. Because of all the deception, because of how they move with like snake-like energy. Uh, snakes shed their skin. But a snake is always going to be a snake in my eyes, right? And yes, we forgive. Yes, we move on. Yes, we heal, we grow. But you also learn the lessons. And once you see people for whom and what they are, it's up to you to discern how you deal with them. And that's how I choose to deal with them at a distance, right? Okay, so... This card, okay, on a purely practical level, this card could portend blossoming friendships and perhaps new love on the horizon. Yeah, I wish I wish him all the best. I, I really hope that he can find somebody to love him and give him the peace that he has been searching for for a very long time uh, with whomever. I'm going to leave that statement open with whomever. I hope that he can walk in his true, authentic self and uh, embrace who he is, whoever this person is. Uh, is a better person than I am. I wish them all the best. And I hope that from all of these tower moments and once he heals from his addictions and, you know, this bitterness and all his childhood traumas and issues and hurts, pains and all those things. Uh, hopefully he could be a better person for somebody else. I, I really do. You know, who, who wants to live this life and not really experience love, not experience true joy or happiness or be in a meaningful relationship? I, I wish him all the best. And uh, it's time to release your hesitation. Let your trust and open up to the honoring support all around you. So that's beautiful. And the last card before I close this reading. Took me a little minute, y'all. Took me a little minute. I, I would have been finished, but like I said, I had to re-record it, and I was a little pissed off. But I got my little energy back. The last card 
is healing earth the power to give and receive healing okay so the priestess of the earth stands with her back against a sacred ancient tree channeling life giving energy to and from mother earth herself this card reveals that there's a great time for healing is at hand for you for others and even for the planet if you have a physical concern now is the time to call up earth energy and bring it to your to your mind your body mind and chakras and energy system you see you see how this works okay it says divine healing rays to commune with the earth energy in your own heart center so here we go we back to that heart let me tell you something let me let me let me tell you about love you know love is a beautiful thing i always say love is a beautiful thing when you experience it with the right person it can be hard when you experience it with the wrong person but when you operate from a space of love god's love that's something that Regardless of who you are with, they should not be able to take that away. You see, God gives us his love, his grace, and his mercy. So as he gives it to us, you now have to be the gift that keeps on giving. Meaning you give people your love, your grace, and your mercy. You see how that works? So... You have a powerful energy vibrating within you, which can heal yourself and others. In fact, this card is calling you to awaken to, the, to that power and bring that loving resonance to the people and issues that need it most. You may have spent past lives working in some type of healing capacity, whether of a formal mainstream sort, such as a doctor or a nurse, or an energetic or spiritual one, such as a shaman, a shaman or hands-on healer. I, I am a shaman, y'all. If you have if you feel so compelled, listen to your call for your soul and let yourself explore the healer's path in these or other arts. There is a much broader message in this card. However, for you are also called to heal the earth itself. We are at a point in our shared karmic journey where we must make choices that honor our environment and bring healing to the land, the seas, and all the inhabitants of our precious planet. Know that you are a force in making this reality. Sending your love, healing, intentions to outward will bring blessings to the planet, to you, and to every creature. What did I tell you? What did I just say? Even though this is the energy of the narcissist, right? That narcissist, because I'm filled with the love of God, he can't, he, and I, I said this from a long time ago, he, he couldn't break me. He couldn't break my spirit. Even though his spirit is broken. Or was broken. I don't know where he is in his healing journey. But I'm still, excuse me, I'm still going to send him love and light. I'm still going to pray over him. So I'll end this message with saying, Father God, who is the head of our lives, we thank you for this day. 
We thank you, Father God, for waking us up. We don't know what this day holds. We don't know what this day will bring or, or what it will end with. But we just want to continue to thank you for giving us, for gifting us with your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for forgiving us for our sins, Father God, for every day we sin. But just know that we put all of our trust and faith and hope in you, that you will see us through, that we can wake up tomorrow with a new, a restored hope and trust and vision in you, Father God, because we know that all things are possible because of you. You make a way when there's no way. You, 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 you break us so that we can now be restored in the way that you want us to be restored. You want us to be the light so that we can light the way for others, Father God, and we can show them the way that you love us, the way you have mercy on us, the way you have grace upon our lives. So, Father God, whatever he is going through, whatever hurt, pain, anxiety, fear, addictions, turmoil, inner turmoil, whatever chaos is in his life, Father God, even though these may be storms that he has created, Father God, I ask that you cover him, you guide him, you protect him, you give him the strength, Father God, to move forward knowing that you are there with him every step of the way. Even if he falls, if he slumbers, if he stumble along the way, Father God, illuminate him illuminate the way father god so that he can see how you are working how you are moving how you are transforming how you are there with him father god guiding him even in the midst of all he is going through the good and the bad may you restore his heart may you restore his stagnant energy may you build his confidence may you build his trust Show him your love, your grace, and your mercy. And hopefully, Father, I pray that he turns to you with a heart filled with gratitude and embrace you in a way that no one else can. So, with that being said, I wish him nothing but love, light, and healing. Let the transformation begin. Plant the seeds so that they can grow. In your name, I pray. Amen.